tell me that you built a time machine? Uh, get the Inconceivable! Inconceivable! Get the Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I'll have what she's having. Yippee ki motherfucker. So welcome to... Tinkton High School. Okay, so my name is uh, Lex and this is my wife, Meryl. Always got this... Messed up already, um, and we've got this uh, our premiere podcast of Picked in High School, and this podcast is going to be about 80s films, um, and in particular, films that are from the high school era, a lot of them we kind of enjoy. Why do we want to talk about this, Meryl? Why have we got authority on this? Because the 80s is the sunshine of my life. This is the true? best decade. Okay, so we were born, you were born in 1980, and yep. I was born in 1981s. And we both had elder siblings, so we, we both kind of got subdued to watching a lot of 80s films, correct? Yes, yes. Cool. Every afternoon after school, what was the what was the run sheet? Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's, Breakfast Club? Yeah, so we're going to have a you know an episode on, on each of those, and, and today we're going to start with The Bang, one of the big ones. Um, it's the John the Hughes one. movie. Which one is it? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Correct. So we've just finished watching that, so we're going to talk about it. Um, How many I mean, times do you think you've watched that in your life? Um, I think probably not as many as you have, <laughs> but I think I've watched them at least ten times. No, I, nine I, times. Nine. I reckon I have seen that movie fifty times. Wow, okay. I'm not exaggerating. Okay, so and um, do you think it's John Hughes's best movie? No, I don't. I don't actually. Okay, I, before, I, before we get into that, <laughs> before we get into that. Uh, give me the rundown of what Ferris Bueller is for anyone who hasn't seen it out there. I assume that someone uh, hasn't, but yeah. just in case. So uh, we get to follow Ferris's shenanigans um, in Chicago, the Windy City, as he uh, takes a sickie, I guess a sickie. Yeah, takes a day school. school. I guess I think that's what they call it in America. Yeah. Um, and he with, wags school. With, yeah, he wags. That's the right, the mm. word. I forgot. Um with his best friend Cameron, and he picks up his girlfriend Sloane and heads out into the city. Yeah, and they take a day off, basically. They take, they a, take day a day off school. They wag premise, school. Yeah, the premise of the show is they take a day off school. Um, but, you know, obviously they have their trials and tribulations, and like all movies do, there's a beginning and the end, and there's a bit of a moral to the story, and we'll get to that. Um, but, essentially... Let's talk about John Hughes first and foremost. Who's John Hughes and what's his... If you don't know, you should know, but just in case for those who don't, Meryl? He's the best director of the 80s. Cool. Like, Run uh, sheet of John Hughes is? Well, I mean, The, the Breakfast Club, yep. Ferris Bueller's, Sixteen Candles. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. <laughs> Your favourite movie. Weird Science. Uncle Buck. All the good ones is yeah. John Hughes. Yeah. And... He set them all in Illinois. Whereabouts? Sh- what is that? Sherman, Sherman, Illinois. Sherman, Illinois, Correct. which is not real. It's not real. It's a made-up town. Which is sad, but it's not real. It but isn't. it's middle America, it's, essentially. It's like where I want to live. You would assume suburb, suburbia in Chicago. Yep. Um, neither of us have been to Chicago. No, it's right. We need to go. But we do We do well, want we to will, go. We will go. Yeah. Usually we travel together, so <laughs> it's funny <laughs> that I say neither of us. But you have been to places that I haven't. It That's is true. true. Um, okay, cool. Let's talk about some of the actors in it. 
Who were the first three? You mentioned already the characters, but who played them? But you know what I think is sad is that when I was reading about Matthew Broderick just then... Mm -hmm. Matthew Broderick is the main character. Yeah, but apparently people refer to him as Mr. Sarah Jessica Parker. That makes me sad. Yes. Yes, so today people might know him as husband of Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex and the City fame. Um, but before that, he was Ferris Bueller. Yeah, I mean, I think we can, that, like, there's not much else. Except that he was Simba in The Lion King, the, the, the animated one, Simba. the voice of Simba. No, which yeah. is... I think he did a lot more than that, and, and I can't really put my No, he's a exactly. Broadway actor. Yeah, I remember he was on, what was that? The, the Producers. The Producers. He's done, he's done a lot more. I just, I guess everyone knows him as Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um, he also consequently looks exactly like that guy from Two and a Half Men, but that's not him. He does look like that guy from Two and a Half Men. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So he's the main character, and do you know who plays Cameron, his best friend? No, I don't know what the guy's name is. I don't know what his name is, but I remember he was in like a. He was in Spin City. Spin City, that's it. I was going to say Did he just die? Him. I feel like he died. I hope not. He didn't oh. say he died in the Where Are They Now, but I feel like he might have died. Right. Um, okay. He not. may or may not be dead. We'll fact check on that. But hopefully he's a, hopefully you're alive. If you're listening, Cameron, uh, hopefully you're alive. Um, and Sloane. Do we know who Sloane is? Yeah, her, her name is Mia Sarah. Okay. And we think she's English from her accent. Yeah, she's definitely English. This is a really bad job of putting the American accent on and the English breaking through. Yeah, so she, she probably is English. Um, so there are other sneaky characters in this film, um, some of them really famous, um, some of them 80s heartthrobs. Charlie uh, Sheen, oh my god. Yeah, so at the end, no, sorry, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but yeah, Charlie Sheen does make a cameo, and he's a great cameo at that. He's Charlie Sheen playing Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I think he is so hot in that movie. Like, I remember being so into him, bad boy, even though he looks half dead, meth head in it, he's... Yeah, he's so young in it. Yeah, it's probably one of, oh, what I say, one of his first films, but definitely might be. when he was on the rise. And then who was your, the surprise cameo that you saw tonight? Yeah, I, I didn't realise, but Screech, Screech is in it. Um, <laughs> he from, looks about 12. Saved by the Bell. Which would be about right. not so savoury uh, films. Yeah, which also we should talk about Mr. Rooney. Mr. Rooney, yeah. Mr. Rooney in 2002 was put away for possession of child pornography, which is pretty foul. So that's a sad ending for him, for Ed. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think we also wanted to kind of mention that you you had a celeb, one of these actors we think that you saw (laughs) in LA. Is that right? No, I don't think. I know. You saw him too. You were with me. I can't remember if this was the actor, but this... Was that we were living there or we, we, no. we were travelling there with Jeff and Mel? Yeah, we were travelling there with Jeff and Mel and um, our, our good friends. And Meryl's the one who Best pointed friends. it out and said, It was I know him. That and guy. he waved to guy. he waved to guy. me. And he's the father in this Um they he was driving up towards what's what, what is we're that in like? We're in Highland. Highland. Up yeah. towards the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, and, and he uh, wasn't driving; he was stuck in traffic. It was friggin' him, and I stopped and waved, and he waved back at me. We may, we may or may not have seen <laughs> the father in Ferris Bueller in Hollywood, um, so we we have a personal connection it's to this movie. Yeah, cool. All right, so let's talk about the main themes in this film. Um, obviously, you know, we wanted to make podcasts about high school movies, and this is definitely a high school movie. But ironically, they don't spend that much time in the high school itself. Um, it's about outside and what you do on your day off. Um, take off when but you wag. There's some pretty, yeah. I mean, we can talk about wagging, but we can also talk about some of the Did you wag? Things. 
Have I ever wagged? Yeah. Did we wag together? Um, I think we did. I don't remember wagging high school, but I, as I'm you know, pretty sure... I wagged. I wagged. I was forced to go to Saturday school. <laughs> Not because I was bad or anything, but my parents <laughs> maybe learned Spanish on a Saturday and I'm, I wagged out. I have times. a recollection of me coming to find you at your school athletics carnival and then us just going, leaving yeah, from yeah, there. You, you went to tech, so you didn't actually have to attend. You just Yeah, but it was still marked. I mean, it was still, you know. Maybe yeah, you could mark your role and go home and no one care. <laughs> it's true. Um, whereas, you know, we had to mark on and mark off. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I do remember said said uh, running carnival where you came to pick me up, which was um, eventful from memory. Um <laughs> So main themes, I think there's a bit of a dark theme in, in Cameron in this yeah, film. So Cameron. his best friend Cameron. I never saw that when I was younger, you know, like watching it as a kid. Yeah, and I guess it's a bit, yeah, as a child you don't really understand, but watching it as an adult, you're like, okay, so there is this underlying theme of Cameron and his anxiety and his inability to uh, cope with his parents and having strict parents. Um and it gets pretty deep in terms of him kind of being so stressed out through the whole film. Um, you know, there's a juxtaposition between uh, Ferris's character, who is happy-go-lucky, everyone loves him, um, but Cameron is kind of, even though they're best friends for a long time, Cameron is the opposite. He can't really deal with his teenage life, and he wants <laughs> to stay in bed. He, he, he's ditching school as well now. because he doesn't want to leave the house because he's, you know, a bit neurotic. Um did you find it depressing at no, all? No, I didn't find it depressing. What I found really interesting watching it as an adult was um, that the, the relationship between him and Sloane. I okay. think there was something possibly there. And I think when they had that conversation about did he see her undressing and the way that Ferris looks at them, it's like he kind of knows that maybe there could have been something there. I don't know. Oh, I, think I don't think there is, but I just think it, respect between it was just, it, I just, yeah, that was something that I noticed. But I, I don't know. I think it was really depressing, like the whole uh, father that loved the car, blah, 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 you know, and then yeah. he knew that. Like it was, it was and we, I guess sad. we should talk about that. I guess I feel like in the 80s and maybe 90s, us growing up, parents are stricter. Is that a fair comment? I know your parents weren't as strict as probably mine. Not as your as yours, but I think that I had that element of fear as well. Yeah. Like I was scared of my mum. Yeah, yeah. You know? People, people. I don't think our kids are scared of. I don't think our kids are scared of us at all. No, no, no. They at all. should be, but they're not. Maybe later on in life, but yeah, we've got young <laughs> kids, so maybe not. Um, okay, cool. Any other themes that you want to pull out of this this movie? Uh it just. I think uh, it's just that feeling of, like, freedom, isn't it? Like, I want to go and have a day in the city now. Yeah. You know, without responsibility. Yeah. I just want to say maybe there's a loose theme of mental health having, you know. Maybe. Uh, and we'll talk about lines in the movie, but the recurring line is about, you know, can you quote it? Well, well, if, you don't, if you don't stop and look around once in a while in life, it'll pass you by. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So the theme is... Yeah, you, you know, just stop and smell the roses. Stop and smell the roses. You can take the time to enjoy life. Yes. And that's all this film is. is it's an enjoyable film. It is. An, it's, an, it's a very enjoyable film. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I completely agree with you. <laughs> what makes this film 80s? Oh, I mean, like, you know, it's the clothing, isn't it? The hair, the props, the Pepsi can. Yeah, the Pepsi, the Pepsi can is cool. Old school Pepsi can. Can I just say, it's like... I love watching movies where every fucking teenager doesn't have a phone in their hand. 
Mm, I didn't like pick that up, but you're absolutely right. Are talking to each other, yeah, even on the phone. <laughs> yeah, at she's got the phone phone, you know, and the there's the dial, the ring ring phone, the one as I put call coins it. In to call and it's uh, um, it's just you know the cars and everything, the houses. But absolutely, there was answering the in, machines, the intercoms, intercoms, which I found it a bit peculiar. I think that must be an American yeah, thing. I can't remember. The I don't intercoms know, inside about maybe of really wealthy houses here. I don't know. Potentially. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought what struck to me was his room. Yeah, um, the posters on the posters wall. Posters on the wall, um, you know, American flag, English flag, yeah. maybe the whole punk rock. Um, yeah. Um, an American. Do teenagers American still Arna, put Americana. posters on their walls? I want to say yes. I hope they do. Probably not wall to wall like that. That was my favourite thing. Yeah, Growing and up. obviously had a lot of he had a lot of tech and a lot of gadgets, um, yeah, which obviously daddy is now. <laughs> but you kind of pointed out the keyboard, which had the twelve and a half inch floppy with yeah, all the sound that, effects that was, on it. Yeah, um, and that was I always wanted one of those cool. keyboard things. Yeah, um, and I think it would have been the start of answering machines. I don't even think from know answering machines. If I mean, obviously they're redundant now because you Are kind they? of have them Did in you, your phone. People don't have answering machines. Um, probably my mum, that's about it. <laughs> um, that's about it. Cool. Uh, what makes this movie so goddamn special? You know, that's a, I feel like that's a really hard question to answer because it's it's just a feeling. that, that It's just such a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's definitely in the top five 80s movies. I think anyone would agree with you, me, on that. Okay, it's but can, just, you, can you tell me why? I don't know. It just makes you feel good. You know, yeah. it's got good themes, it's got freedom, it's that feeling of, like, youth of the big city, you mm. know, but then he gets to go back home. Like, I don't know, it just, mm. well, what do you think? Well, my take on it was it's filmed a little bit different to most of John Hughes' films. Yeah, that's true. In the fact that he has that conversation with you. Yeah, So he breaks through true. the third wall. He breaks wall. The, the, yeah. Um, Quite a few times in the film, and and no one else does. And I know a few movies do that now, but yeah. at the time, I think that was quite unique. I think the other thing is, is that it's probably not as cheesy as some of the other eighties movies. Like if mm. you think about like Weird Science or the Bikini Shop or Porky's, you know, mm. like that. Mm. T- it's not as cheesy. It's it's more Me wholesome. No, I don't think it's wholesome. It's just it's uh, it's a little bit. I don't think it's dated as much as some of them have. Mm-hmm. Because of that. Cool. Because of some of the themes. Mm, mm. Yeah. Which seem to be a lot of themes of today's TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's talk about favourite line in the movie. Oh, so many. But <laughs> the one about stop and look around once in a while, also, That's I, iconic. I have to yeah. say one that I use a lot with today's teenagers is I weep for the future. And also the Ed Froman Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. There's a few Snorty, great, there's snorty. a few good one-liners. Um, <laughs> I can't think of them right now, um, but I can think of my favourite scenes. Yeah. Um, obviously that restaurant scene that you're talking oh, about. So was good. And I guess a lot of them are, are cool pranks that they do <laughs> yeah. on, on adults, and, and that's a lot of some of the recurring jokes. Um, to be fair, the whole film is about pranking adults and tricking adults. Um, so. Um, but my favourite scene, is probably yours too, is the scene in Chicago City where they have yeah. the German parade. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah that's my favourite scene. Yeah, Ferris is obviously... Because... That steals a show there. But don't you just want to, like, dance in a 
very large crowd of people like yeah, that. Yeah. Doesn't everyone want to do that? Like a mu- like live your life like yeah, a musical yeah. like that? And again, and I don't think that's realistic. Like, I, of course, no. you're never going to be able to just. You don't want to do the Michael Jackson city. dance down, yeah, the stairs, down the stairs, the thriller dance. Yeah. yeah and all of a sudden, all these people are there doing choreography. Right? That doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> yeah, but I wish it would. But we, yeah, I we do wish do it that. would. And that's probably why the appeal of this yeah. movie is that things that you wish would happen. But I also, I have to say, I also like the end scene where he's running through. <laughs> running through the houses in the backyard and he runs through the people's house and mm. there's a smells good dinner's ready like mm. as, what would you do if someone just ran through our house yes yeah. and you mentioned before about the fences and the, yeah there's no there's no fences in america well, at people least in germany, who, Illinois. Who, yeah who don't know about american properties it's very weird like mm. no fences so you basically share your is backyard is there no fences in the front yard or the backyard both it's a thing it is absolutely a thing. I guess when we live in America, we live in apartments. So I can't so we really don't, remember. No, but it's like in – it's a thing. They don't have fences. Mm. All our friends and family visited there. It's it's really weird. It is a bit weird. Maybe it's nice. I don't know. But I feel mm. like our kids would be – A bit more inclusive. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just it's, – They anyway. probably get well with the neighbours a bit more than we do because <laughs> I remember growing up, I knew my neighbour on one side but not the other side. But oh, I, was I like road fences. Well. Yeah, yeah. You had fences. Okay. So – do you think it's good enough for a remake, a sequel, or a spin-off? Okay. Do I think it's good enough for a remake? Yes. Do I want it remade? No. Yeah. Why not? It should not be remade. This film is iconic. Mm. There is no actor or actress who could do what they did, and it would be sacrilegious to remake this film for John Hughes would roll over in his grave. It should not be remade. It doesn't need a sequel. It doesn't need a spin-off. It, yeah. We're good. Now. In saying that, <laughs> watching it, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was the a Super Bowl ad. No, no, no. That's a good point as well. That was yes. recent, and that was fantastic. Yeah, that was good. I'm willing to. Anyone who didn't see it, what was it? That was the Super What did he do? Like, he went for the car. It was the car ad, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And and this is the last past Super Bowl. Yeah, it was good. I think if you haven't seen it, you should go. So that's impressive. It. it was more than twenty years later, and they still reference it. Plus, can I just it. say that Matthew Broderick looks exactly the same? Oh, he had as a childish look <laughs> like then, he looks and he has a childish exactly look now. Exactly the same. So good for you. But mate. do you think maybe there was a TV show or something? That's what I'm trying to say. And it just came to me. It's called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. That's right. So it had the home premise. Same I never premise. watched it. Yeah, I watched it a little bit, and I remember watching it with my dad, and he's like, "This is just like Ferris Bueller." I was like, yeah. "It is like Ferris Bueller," and we found out later it was based on Ferris Bueller. On Ferris Bueller. Um, but the premise of the cool kid at school, everyone loved, and he'd always had solutions to problems, and he would talk to he would talk to the camera. Can I just say though, off that, the cool kid at school, he wasn't like you know in most of these movies, the cool ones are like the jocks and the cheerleaders, blah blah blah. Mm. He wasn't. He's not like that. The character isn't that. He's little, and he's kind of. Like he's not sporty or adorable. Yeah, like what you expect from like an American stereotype. No, I don't. I think he's he's cute. Yeah, he's adorable. (laughs) Do you think he's adorable? I mean, yeah, (laughs) I do. He's adorable. Um, You know, everyone loves him in the film, and you know his parents love him. They look at him like he's the cutest thing, and his girlfriend thinks he's he's... like Phoenix. Yeah, sorry, Phoenix is our son. He's one of our sons. He's one of our sons. Yeah. Um, and he's got a cheeky smile. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, good point on the on the Super Bowl. I, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, you're it's right. Good. The fact that it's Go 30 years it. later, it's still doing it. It's great. Um, maybe we'll post a link to it somewhere. We should, because it's a good ad. Um, do you think there's anything in this film yes, that... Yes, I do. That wouldn't fly? 
Yeah, well, let me finish the question <laughs> before you... So my wife likes to finish my sentences, everyone. Um, but yeah, is there anything in the, t- the movie that you think yeah. wouldn't fly these days? There's a couple of things. They use the word sluts twice or three times or something like that, which, I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't feel offended by that, but I think, you know, like sometimes when we watch Friends episodes, they talk about sluts a lot. And mm. I'm not sure in today's Hollywood with, like, the Me Too movement and everything that they would use it so flippantly as mm. they do. Mm. And there's also the scene with the guy in the garage and he's like, do you speak English? Yeah, yeah. You know, with the sketchy, and sketchy the phone, guy. Like, and on the phone, you speak English. Yeah. You know, like, a I mean, casual I, I don't, but I don't think they're meaning to be racist. No. But I think it would probably be picked up on a script now. But in saying that, we need to talk about the sketchy garage guy at some point. Okay, let's guy, talk about him. What do you want to talk about? He's so sketchy. Why is he sketchy? He, like, he just, well, first of all, he just looks oily, doesn't he? Does he not look oily? Like, he just looks just sketchy as anything, like sleazy. Well, yeah, I think he's, the he's supposed to be sleazy because he, yeah. he breaks their trust <laughs> so, um, without just, spoiling. But is it like they went, they went to casting and went, I want to find the sketchiest actor in Hollywood right now. <laughs> just find me the sketchiest Yeah, they, they guy. found him. They found him. They cast, they cast <laughs> really well. And his voice. Can, yeah. I can't do his voice. Can you yeah, do his yeah, voice? Something like Okay, so he's Latino and everyone. Well, yeah, knows we've me. established he's Latino. I thought he was like I'm Lebanese half Latino, something. but I think I can do a good accent. He's like, hey. <laughs> I can't forget the line, but it's like, what country do you think this is? What country do you think this is? I'm a professional. Anyway, yeah. I'm, doing, I'm not doing it justice. No, but he's so sketchy. But he's sketchy. It's funny, though. Yeah. Uh, do you think millennials watching this movie will get it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. Like,. But I, f- I feel like, uh, you know, they may not share the same appreciation for these films for those of us that grew up in this period. And I know there's like this whole resurgence now because they're watching Stranger Things mm-hmm. and 80s is kind of coming around again and they need to appreciate how good the 80s are. But, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, if you haven't seen this movie, you need to go and watch it. As soon yeah. as our kids are old enough, they're, we're sitting them down and they're watching this film. So just for the record, what date was it released? 1986. 1986. So was, late 80s. That was the year we started school. Mid-80s. We started kindergarten in 1986. Okay, so I didn't watch it in kindergarten, so I must have watched it. But you know what? Time. I watched it, I can remember watching it when I was like seven or eight because I had older sisters. So I had a sister who's six years older than me and a sister who is eight years older than me. So I watched all these movies when I was very young. Cool. Um, I'm jealous. I guess one thing I wanted to bring up, which is probably missed my opportunity, so I'm bringing it back now, is is maybe some times with some other movies. Um, it kind of makes me think of Napoleon Dynamite a little bit. I've never seen that movie. Well, the whole Save Ferris TV, sh- TV oh, that's sh- right. T-shirt. So back in the day, everyone wore Save Ferris t-shirts, and there's a few Save Ferris. I feel like you can, you can get them now. In fact, I want one. If yeah, anyone can get me one, I want um, one. I'm sure you can get it on eBay or something. But there's obviously Vote for Pedro t-shirts, so there's some synergies there. And even though one's and one's you know a complete nerd for the lack of a better better <laughs> word, um, and one's really cool and charismatic, they're both the focal points of the show. Um, and a lot of it's got to do with the setting as well. Um, but, yeah, I think there are a few synergies with that. Uh, the soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. It's an iconic soundtrack. If you, you, There's no one that wouldn't know that song. Well, I actually thought, I actually thought it wasn't very 80s. 
I could pull reference to songs from yeah. eras beforehand. So That's true. It's obviously not... Dun- Dunkashay comes back. Uh, who sings Dunkashay? I don't know. It's oh. not the Beatles, is it? Because there's a Beatles song yeah, in there Tristan, when they're Tristan Shout, isn't yeah, it? no, but when they're walking through the art gallery, I think that's a Beatles song. Potentially, so Beatles, mm. Beatles. I mean, Beatles are still big in the eighties, but but I think like most eighties movies did their their own songs for the mm. movies, you mm. know, and they didn't do that in this movie. No, well, they used. You I know? think there's a few rock songs that were definitely eighties. Um, but the song at the end. Bom, bom. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if you don't know it's that like song, it's like Roger Troutman, or, or I'm pretty sure that song is in the Super Bowl ad. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's also in Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox, but that's a different is that? story. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh. Um. So it was quite popular in movies from that time. I didn't know that. Um. But yeah, I thought they threw tilt back to times of music hmm. of the past, unlike other '80s movies that have heaps of '80s. Sampling. And sampling <laughs> on the keyboard. Cool. Um, we mentioned Chicago, but I think we need to talk about the setting a little bit more. Yeah, it's. Um, I like their name. Neither of us are from Chicago, been to Chicago, but there's things that are very iconically Chicago in this film. Do you remember some? Well, I mean, there's the city. That what is it? The is it the city? Was the Sears? Is it yeah, still it's the Sears else Tower? Now, but the Sears Tower. Yeah, but um. The tallest building in Chicago. <laughs> But, you know, the suburb is like, um, oh, it's just like perfect America. Yeah, it's supposed to be middle America. Yeah. Sherman, Illinois. Um, but I felt more, they're in the city quite a bit. Yeah, but they don't show the, the grittiness of, because Chicago was quite, like, bleak, dangerous back then. I don't know what it, I mean, uh, I think it's I a bit better like, now. I but, think like every city. But it's not like they're going to South Chicago. No, it's, in, not, it's not shameless. No, no, no. Um, but Wrigley's was obviously yeah, a that's part true. of it. And they go the to baseball. Wrigley's, the baseball, and that's the most iconic mm. baseball field in America, some might argue. But we should point out that the house, they reused that house in another teen movie, which is basically a film that... Throwback. Throwback to all the John Hughes movies meshed up into one. Mm-hmm. Um and they have a circular driveway. Yeah, so my uh, thing, Meryl thinks you have, we will make it in life. When you have a circular driveway, you have made it in life. Yeah, yeah, so. And I want to live in a house like that in that neighbourhood. Yeah. Speaking of driveways, there's some pretty cool cars in that in that film as well. <laughs> um, we noticed that even though, um, and Ferris just talks about how he wants a car, um, you know, how he gets a computer and doesn't get a, he hasn't got a car. Uh, but mind yeah. you, they're probably the same price computers back then. Probably. Um, <laughs> and they drive... Cameron's dad's car, which is a Ferrari, uh, 1970s red. No, it's 1960s. 1960s. All right, well, it's yeah. California. Beautiful car. Um, and and his sister. We didn't talk about. Oh my god, we haven't spoken about baby. Baby. Who so, is? Sorry, is Jeannie. Jeannie. Who or, is also known as baby. No, but she's also. Oh, oh Shauna. Shauna. <laughs> At the end of the film, for some reason, her name is Shauna. Which I just, yeah. Um, but anyway, so so she's iconically 80s actress Jennifer well. Grey, who, um, if you don't know, I mean, that, so Jeannie and Baby would be her, like, most well-known Baby, films. Baby, Baby's Baby, obviously. Baby, don't put Baby yeah. in the corner, that's her. From Jenny Dancing. But she had a nose job... I don't know, like at some point after that, maybe early nineties. Oh, do you mean 90s? between between? No, she did, she didn't have she had she had the nose mm. for both those films, and mm. then she had a nose job. I don't know, maybe like early nineties, 
And then she just basically went off the radar and people say it's because of the nose job because her nose before that mm. made her, like, people... Noticeable. Noticeable, mm. but she obviously had an issue with it. She got the nose job and it, like, just, yeah. So, yeah. So I think these days, uh, I don't know, like a Lady Gaga was sort of... Yeah, but, you know, back then, mm. I think Hollywood was more image conscious, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it still is, but, you know. Yeah, cool. Um, we're almost wrapping up here. Um. Give me your overall rating on this film. Give it, give it uh, to me out of ten. You know, I, I, I think really it's it's. I want to give it a ten, but since it's not my number one, John Hughes, I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I'm. I'm also giving it. I'm giving it a ten. You give me, yeah. I see. I want to give it a ten. I do. I can only name a handful of. All right. Okay. I'm. I'm changing. I'm giving it a ten too because it, it really is yeah. such a good movie. I know it was. It sucks that we're starting from the top, but we had to start with something <laughs> iconic. <laughs> what goes and, up has come down. Yeah. The next few. We won't. We won't be throwing tens at you every week, but no this way. one's definitely a ten. Okay, cool. So um, that's the podcast for today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll find if you could find it on your favorite podcasting outlets, um, Spotify or Apple. We'll figure it out. Um, but like and subscribe and please share with your Thank friends. You. Um, and sweet. Um, we'll see you again soon. Peace. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Yeah, I got a question. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? <laughs>